You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Afternoon Drive with Wongani Bingwa. Live. Online. The 702 app. DSTV. And 92.7 and 106 FM. Now, for the month of November, we've been focusing on entrepreneurs for our Who's Hot Right Now segment. And who better to share his entrepreneurship journey than Sir Richard Branson? He's in South Africa for Virgin Atlantic's Business is an Adventure, during which he's in conversation with a panel of entrepreneurs to inspire them by sharing personal insights. It's an invite-only, intimate, thought-leadership-style event, and it happened today and is the first of its kind in Africa. I went to it and I spoke to him and the first thing I said of course was welcome to the afternoon drive thanks so much for having us so firstly I understand your own entrepreneurship journey and this could be an urban legend of course began with I believe your mother selling an heirloom necklace to help you get started is that true Yes, I, want, I wanted to start a magazine uh, to uh, campaign against the Vietnamese War. Um, I was 15 years old, I had no money, and fortunately my mum found a necklace on the street um, and she uh, handed it into the local police station and after three months uh, nobody had claimed it and uh, she sold it for £200, about $300 or how many grand? Anyway, um, uh, um, quite a small amount of money and, uh, and I used that money to... Uh, work out of the school phone box selling advertising and and that was what kick-started Virgin so you know big things can come from small seeds and and it did it did it did in our case that's exactly the idea I suppose that everyone has a bright idea everyone has a moment but it takes a special person to execute it and of course to create the bear moth that you have yeah I think you you've got to um, uh, that you've got to believe in Believe in what you're doing, and um, and you've got to be passionate. I, I never thought of myself as going into business. I thought of myself as well. First of all, I wanted to be an editor. I wanted to change the world through ed- editing a, a magazine that made a difference. Um, but I had to become an entrepreneur because for the magazine to survive, it needed uh, the advertising sold. It needed distribution. It needed sales. It needed let to be laid out nicely and so on. So I sort of stumbled into being an entrepreneur. But most of the ventures I've been into over the years have been out of a passion, uh, not because I sat back and thought, yeah, this is a way of making a lot of money. People from around the world talk about Africa as the next big revolution in terms of doing business. What future do you see for entrepreneurs on this continent and even here in South Africa? I think Africa can become uh, the next revolution if governments realize that new jobs are created through entrepreneurs, not through big business. Big business, to a large extent, gets in the way. And the more government can break up big business and privatise big business and create thousands and thousands of small entrepreneurs, the better. In Britain, something that the government have done recently is to give loans, small loans, to entrepreneurs as well as to people who want to go to university or college. And that, I think, could create a whole new revolution of entrepreneurs in Africa if, if governments were to follow suit. You're here, of course, under the banner of business is an adventure. What, what does that mean for you? Um, well, every day of my life uh, has been an adventure, and I've been a businessman since I was 15. Uh, I've literally used adventure to put Virgin on the map with ballooning adventures and boating adventures and climbing mountains and kite surfing channels and so on. And I've just had quite a lot of fun actually writing my new book, Finding My Virginity, which talks of some of these adventures. But, you know, like the adventure of going to space, I mean, that's, you know, that, that is an adventure. As with all adventures, it can have its uh, good moments and its sad moments. But 
we're hoping that next year we will climb that pinnacle and, and Virgin Galactic will have successfully put people into space and, and that will be the first time a commercial spaceship company has achieved that. In a sense, the name Richard Branson has been central to the Virgin brand. I think people find it difficult to separate the two. Would you say that's been part of your magic, that's been part of your success, that you are so readily associated with Virgin? Um, I think it's important when you're building a business to use yourself to put your brand on the map. And then after, after a number of years, once the brand is globally well known, uh, you can hope that your, your staff and the brand will stand on its own two feet, uh, especially as the founder starts to get a bit older. And I think with Virgin now, you know, it stands on its own two feet. I mean, Virgin Atlantic stands on its own two feet. Virgin Active stand on their own two feet. You know, I can be the icing on the cake, um, but not the essential cake itself. I mean, it's one thing to get people to fall in love with your brand. How do you keep them there? You can only keep um, people in love with your brand if you keep your integrity and, and the integrity of the brand. So if your brand stands for great value, good quality, great fun, you know, shaking up the establishment, you must continue to do so and, and not ever let the public down. And I think, by and large, um, Virgin has managed that over the 50 years. Um, you know, when we started Virgin Atlantic with one plane 35 years ago, I remember sitting on the plane, looking around at all the smiling cabin crew and thinking, you know, could this possibly you know, still have this same wonderful you know, joy of life in 30 years' time? And I think the, the delightful thing about Virgin Atlantic is, is it does. And that's the, that's the real test, is if, if you can actually um, get a small company, turn it into a larger company and still have that same, uh, the same spirit that it had when it started. Finally, if there was one, I don't know, tweetable gem of advice that you could give to budding entrepreneurs, what would it be? <laughs> Uh, well, if it's tweetable, got 280 characters if, if, if it's tweetable, I'll, I'll use the name of one of my previous books, which is uh, Screw It, Just Do It. Okay. One more thing that we always do on this show is we have what we call rapid fire. And then for 60 seconds, we want you to answer as many questions as you can without repetition, without hesitating. And that'll be it. Can I use the word pass on occasion? <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, Thomas, start the clock. Your favorite place to travel? Africa. Passion or grit? Passion. Um, if you could swap lives with someone, who would it be? Quick, oh, I love my own life. Oh, no, no, Richard Branson. <laughs> Your most admirable trait? Um, people. Biggest splurge? Island. Night owl or early riser? Night. The last time you peed on yourself? Um, when somebody came to shake my hand in the loo a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest mistake you've ever made in business? Uh, taking on Coca-Cola. What did you spend your first paycheck on? I never had one. TV or radio? Radio. Your favorite food? Uh, um, uh, fish and chips. Poor and talented or rich with no talent? Um, poor and talented. Biggest fear? Uh, family member being ill. Favorite TV show? And the time is up. <laughs> so, Richard Branson, thank you very much for joining thank us. You very much. Who's hot right now? You've been hot for a, a very long time. <laughs> thank and you. We wish you all the best going forward. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Nice to see you.